Hi, this is Yossi, and this podcast is sponsored by uh, no one. This is my first attempt at a show, and uh, Moishi and I are going to see if we can talk about some things you might be interested in. Stick around if you like hearing about business or the technical side of things. Um, see if you hear something you like. Enjoy the show. Great. Yep. So, Yossi, here's the deal. Three years ago, I saw you put a post that should I or do I want to start a radio show? Something like that. I forgot what it was. Right. So said, ju- just just to explain how critical I can be, it was me griping about the lack of lyrics in Jewish music and wanting to start a Jewish music radio show called Don't Forget the Lyrics, a name which I 100% came up with myself, definitely didn't rip it off some show that was on NBC about 10 years ago. And uh, I wanted to bring that over to Jewish music and highlight only those people that had actually taken the time to write lyrics instead of singing their bar mitzvah tire. <laughs> and some tone that they found somewhere. They just threw words into their song. But, uh, and I said, yes, you do great. And I never in the world ever thought I would do anything with audio or podcasts. But recently... Um, Different situations came up, and people asked me to do interviews and podcasts. I said, you know, let me try it. It's a new frontier that I never did. So I said, let's give it a shot. So here we are. And what else, Jesse? What are we supposed to talk about? Why does there have to be anything else? We could talk this, you know, I'm, I'm, there's already been a very successful show about nothing, again, jumping back to ripping off NBC from the 90s. There has already been a very successful show about nothing. This can be a second show about nothing. Alternatively, we can do what we were going to do in the first place, and that is basically combine complete tech geekdom on my part um, together with the business side from you, with the summary being... Um, I have crashed and burned out of businesses, not for a lack of technical skills, but for a lack of business skills. While someone like you may have succeeded I, in multiple businesses, but with no burned. technical skills at all. Right. I have crashed and burned because no technical skills. <laughs> so hopefully together we could figure something out. Okay. So... So I recently launched a new business. And when I say launched a business, I mean coded up a website because I can do that and um, put out some information saying that I want to take um, the audio skills that I got from my time producing videos and train people how to podcast. And what that means is imagine you, you, you've seen the podcast space, you've seen it grow, and there's a lot of content that you want to share. You know, you, you're not like us. You know exactly what you want to say. However, you don't know where to start. You don't know what a microphone is. You don't know what it does. You don't know what to buy. If you, even if you did know how to buy, you would have no idea how to set it up. And even if you could figure out how to set it up, you'd have no idea how to use it. That's where I come. So let me, let me clarify here. I believe that your wife was telling you that you don't spend enough time at home. Because all your friends are calling you, asking you, what should I buy in my next piece of technology? So your wife's like, if you're not going to be home, at least get paid. Is that basically what we're talking about here, the business? Oh, no. My wife tells me I spend way too much time at home and I should get out of the house. <laughs> so <laughs> Yossi is the type of guy who's super knowledgeable, super brilliant, knows everything, and super unbiased. 
and uh, I end up calling a lot of times when I need my technical support. So and now so she wants me to charge everyone else, but not him. Basically. No. Okay. <laughs> so I said, Yossi, let's do a general show about starting businesses. And yeah, let's see what happens. So, so Yossi, has, Yossi wants to start his business to help people start podcasts. Today, podcasts are super hot, which is funny. You would think with all the video podcast would take a huge step back because video is so easy, it's shareable, it's free, it's YouTube, it's Vimeo, you know, it's everything that's out there. But the whole podcasting where people are just talking about different things is a booming, crazy market. I think because, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, Yossi, but people do things whether they're driving a car and they used to be forced to listen to whatever is on the radio. Nowadays, with audio so easy and shareable, downloadable, uploadable, People could really customize what they want to hear, and they could get it themselves. They don't need to be stuck with, you know, whatever radio is playing and only hear topics they're interested in. So I would definitely think today's technology compared to 20 years ago, where there are maybe 10 or 20 channels on TV, and everyone just had to watch that content. And as with radio, there are 20, 30 channels. Now everyone could really, really narrow down and listen to whatever they want because whatever topic they're interested, there's someone, many people often, talking about that topic. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yes, yeah. I, I think that's exactly what's going on. You see it in every part of the entertainment industry. And things change, and you know, you say 20 years ago, things change significantly faster than that these days. Netflix is a company that 10 years ago was competing with a, uh, uh, um, with a chain that had 9,000 stores. You may have heard of Blockbuster. They're now gone. The reason mm -hmm. for that is because the entertainment was taken and it was made easier, it was made on demand. You didn't have to leave your house anymore. And most important, you weren't limited by what somebody else had in their store at that time. Today, people are able to get one, whatever they want, whenever they want. Um, the, uh, yes, I uh, just realized this show sounds very good. Just for the fact that you have that intelligent English accent going. I'm just, I just realized added bonus. Continue. It, it, it really is great because, you know, you have to actually come up with creative things to say. I can talk absolute nonsense, and I, I do that sometimes. I, I'm, I'm actually pretty good at it, and, and people around here think that I'm actually smart. And it's, uh, you know, it, I'm, I'm sorry for you that you have that handicap, but maybe one day you could be as smart as an average Brit sounds. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> so let's see. So you have this business where you want to upgrade... And first of all, set up people's podcasts tech technically, and you want to help people upgrade their quality. I know I sent you some files of, of websites of friends of mine who have podcasts already, and you said you could take this stuff and just take it to five trillion new levels. Well, th 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 that is both true and not true, because those files that you sent to me are beyond repair. There is... Uh, uh, capturing audio, if somebody like me, shameless plug, comes in and, uh, and, and walks you through an audio setup, capturing good audio doesn't have to be difficult. The problem starts when you have audio that's already not that good. Cleaning it up is next to impossible. You've got a bad echo, you're not going to be removing that echo. You just, you know, you, you really messed up on the settings with a recorded phone call, you are not recovering that recorded phone call. And so it's critical 
to get your audio recorded right. right. Let's let's not geek out here, Yossi. We're trying to be more of a business show here. But um, you're trying right? to pull the geek. You, I, are you trying to pull my geek them out of me? <laughs> no, that's why that's make that's going to make the show great. Is is the contrast here? Yes. But, <laughs> geek them for the win. I'm going to fight for my geek them. <laughs> the question here is: You have this idea. You've done many different concerts in the past, and crash and burn. You had you you definitely have the know-how and the experience and the skills because that's why your phone doesn't stop ringing. Now the question is how to monetize and scale this to actually make it a business, correct? Because I know what do you yes, you're coding now, right? Is that your main business? Um. Well, my coding is a job. It's not a business. I don't have to make sales in my life as a programmer. Uh, but yes, what I I would very much like to. I was in the audio and video space for a long time. I moved out of that because three kids and a mortgage will do that to you. And um, I'm now looking to drift back into it. Um, and what you say you can do is take that drift and turn it into a storm and pull me out of my coding life within three to six months. Is that right? Well, I actually prefer if you work with us in our coding and my, my website to working on but <laughs> I don't do freelance coding. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is that you have an idea, you're good at it. What is the next step? Because what really makes a business is customers. Even though customers, you're just a nice hobby who does it free for friends without making any money and doesn't pay, pay your mortgage or your grocery bills. How about so, tuition? Does it pay tuition? It pays public school tuition. Okay, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, how do you start? But you need to get customers. The question is, how do you get customers? Uh, Yossi, what have you tried in the past that, you know for sure it doesn't work. Okay, so what I know for sure doesn't work is ne is specific networking events because, and these are not my words, these are the words of some guy named Ramit. Um, if you spend enough time on the internet, you'll find him. Um, and his summary of a networking event is a bunch of broke people in a room trying to sell things to each other. So unless it's a very exclusive event or something, you know, some, some fluke here or there, networking events, I've been to dozens, if not hundreds of them, and spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on them, and walked away with a grand total of zero dollars as a result. And actually, it's one of the calls that I sort of wish that I had recorded was the call when I informed my local chamber of commerce that I would not be renewing my subscription for another year. And that confused them because they believe that networking really is the be-all, end-all. Because, I mean, let's face it, for them, networking is great. For them, networking means that people give them a lot of money for a membership, and for the privilege of giving them a lot of money to come to their networking events. And I mean, what's the downside for them? For me, I have to actually show up to these events and make a sale to other people who have spent an equal amount of money to me and probably seen a similar return on investment. So I would say that networking events... See, I have a... I, my experience is that any any connection anywhere could lead anything up to anywhere. So I would definitely say the more niche your business is, the more niche you have to focus on finding your pool of customers. 
So, for example, my first business was a non-for-profit consulting company. So we did not go to networking events in random places. Rather, in order to find the clients, we took a list of non-for-profits, and we pick up the phone. And usually the first, your first set of clients are going to be friends, family, and friends of your friends and friends of your family. So you call up, you go scroll down your contact list yourself and say, hey, this is Moishi. Either we spoke yesterday or we haven't spoken to him in 20 years. And I'm not selling you life insurance, but I just opened up a podcast setup and technical setup for you to start. You know, podcasts are really popular these days. Gary V, who I am a big fan of, pushes podcasts to really show that you're an expert in your field and talk about it. And uh, I just want to let you know, if you have any friends in business or want to make themselves an expert in their field, um, I'm here to do that. You know, I've been doing video audit for many years, um, and I really just i am skinning sort of one skill set that I really have passion for, which is audio, and uh, and I'm really trying to help people sound great, trying to become an expert. So if you you know if you know or your friends want to do a podcast, you know more I'm here. Um, you know if we could do a free consultation, see what they think, and yeah, if you could send someone over, I definitely give you a little piece of the action, give you 10% of, of the fee. The fee is fifteen hundred dollars, and uh, that'll be one fifty for you. And then the conversation goes on and on and on. So right. So I should mention just one thing. If in these sales conversations, and I have had a few successful ones, but uh, a couple of things. First of all, some words have been used so much they've become taboo. Like try to avoid, I'd love to, blah, blah, blah. Because people use that so much and so often, it makes other people shut down completely. Uh, second of all, don't use any words that you wouldn't use in a normal conversation. So, for example, I don't usually walk around in conversations telling people how passionate I am about things. And so I would recommend <laughs> to people that you don't go around telling everyone how passionate you are about your business because if you know, it, un unless that's a word that you tend to use in regular day-to-day -day conversation, it will come across as sounding disingenuous. That's second of all. And third of all, similar to you, my business, my first business, was also you know, very much related to nonprofits because after three years of being in the video business, I was also a nonprofit. And, uh, <laughs> So, and, and I don't feel like going down that road again, which is why we're doing this. <laughs> and I have a job. So, like I said, you, you, your first line of fire is, line of fire, that word makes any sense, is friends and family. You pick up the phone, you go down your contact list, and you call each one to have a conversation with them. Now, if out of your, let's say you have 300 contacts on your list, I would say if you really want to, connect with the influencers, you know. These days, influencers are very popular, especially in social media. But in your friend list, you'll see in the list, there are certain people that you know make things happen and have influence. So you want to take, out of the 300 people, you want to take five of them for coffee or lunch. You know? So you're saying coffee. I should be more out to lunch. It, definitely. 
Take five of them. And everyone knows in their life who are the people that make things happen. Tell me, why not take them out for lunch and tell them about your new newest business project? And the weird little thing is for 10 bucks at a lunch or $15, this person, look, so I'm saying targeted. The keyword is targeted audience, targeted lead. You said want to say qualified leads. Your targeted people, and not only will it will be easy to get them for lunch, but they always, you know, they want to feel good and they want to be recognized that they are influencers, which is rightfully so. And tell them, you know, I'm starting this new business. I want to let's meet for lunch. And you meet them and you just do your pitch. And obviously, you're not, it's not a cold pitch. They, they know you. They're on your contact list. And uh, go from there. And then obviously, follow up and bug them up, bug them up. So I would say the first step is starting any business. Go to your own contact list. Speak to as many of them as possible. Um, and those who get voicemails say, this is Yassi in this case. I had a question. I'm starting a new business. Please give me a call. Blah, blah, blah. And always just call your, all your 300 contacts. It may take a week or two or three weeks. And see what happens. Because the, the most important thing in, in anything in life, especially business, is trust. So the people on your phone are people who already have that trust from based on different interactions they had with you. Obviously, some had more than others, but there is some affiliation. So you, when you're dealing with your friends and family, you're dealing with people who already know you. Even though people think, oh, I'm starting a new business. I don't need anybody, friends or family. I want to start from scratch. I want to be that warrior hero and blah, blah, blah. But guess what? Life, uh, life is stronger than all your your ideas, if I may say that. Um, so that's step My number ideas one. too? <laughs> step number one, call your friends and family. And tell them so you're step not number calling. two, listen next week when we'll talk about step number two. <laughs> see? I've done That's this before. <laughs> so I would say step number one, friends and family, and tell them you're not selling. If, and if you are selling life insurance, hey, I'm calling for, you know, I'm calling to see how you're doing. And hey, wait by a the minute. Way, I sell just just by the way, anyone that's listening to this, if you have kids or if you're married and there's a kid on the way and you don't have life insurance, stop what you're doing, call that friend that does sell life insurance and buy life insurance. <laughs> Seriously, buy life insurance. It's, it's like 50 bucks a month to protect your family I guess, financially. I don't sell life insurance, but I do buy it. And I bought it when I was completely broke. Definitely, like in five years from now, we have a little bit more listeners, we'll sell that little ad space and plug like a specific agent. I'm just letting you know. That's um, fine. I, I I will accept any ad, I will accept ad money from any I wouldn't accept you know ad money from from any scammy company, but I would absolutely accept ad money from any life insurance agent at all that's selling a decent and competitive product, because nothing there there are very few things that drive me more up a wall than. You know, then a huge collection going out to a broke community saying, hey, please, let's raise money for this family because the guy didn't buy life insurance. Anyway, we could probably cut that out. No problem. The next thing I would say to do is social media. So I was just hearing this. I'm gonna. I think I'm missing Gary V a little too many times, but anyway, he's just a great, guy, great guy with great information and a lot of passion. But everyone's eyes are on their phones these days, so you need to be on people. You need to people where people eyeballs are. You know, he's saying that people drive down the street in the highway. There's five people in a car. 
four out of the five people are looking at their phones and not looking at billboards on the highway anymore. And he says, probably the driver's also looking at the phone. So you, you want to be where the eyeballs are, which is on the phone. So the next step is, I would tell you to create an Instagram account. It really depends what your business is, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the above, Snapchat, Facebook, you know, whatever it is, create a brand and start posting valuable content about the industry that you are selling in. So let's give an example. If you're a pizza shop, I would tell you to open up a YouTube channel and I would probably tell you more importantly, open up an Instagram account and I would tell you to start filming yourself documenting your day at work, um, talking about the process of the way you make your pizza and just let yourself, let yourself shine, take pictures, do Insta stories, tag away, put as many tags as possible, 40 tags. By the way, I, I hate details and technical stuff. My wife actually does all my tagging for me and, uh, but tag away. This tagging means to hashtag, you know, that little pound sign. And, and then just put a, a, and, and just a tip for anyone that's looking, if you're not sure what hashtags are relevant for you, just by the way, the great little tool is a site called hashtagify.me. Hashtagify.me. In what you would do on that site is type the hashtag or the subject that you want to use and that would tell you what other hashtags relevant to that one are trending in and around your area. Just a useful little tool. So in a hashtag is really giving the internet a way of finding you. So if I'm looking for Brooklyn pizza, um, it will show up in other people's hashtags if they're in Brooklyn or they're looking for pizza or they're into pizza, period. And it will also go on to Google because Google picks up Instagram and people search Google and Instagram. Excuse me. So you want to document, do your stories, talk about your pizza. And if you can, get your customers to talk about your pizza. And obviously the more interesting ones, the ones are your big fans, exciting fans. And post every day, all day. And these days you could share it. So you could share the video on Facebook and share it on Twitter. You don't even have to recreate so just click, when you do Instagram, just click Twitter, share, Facebook, share. It all takes about 30 to 60 seconds. Unless... Just, just be careful not to overshare because if you overshare, people will start to unfollow you. I've done this many times before. People who posted great content and I followed them and then they started to overshare. And um, about a week later, I would just mute them and most people will never get unmuted. So be careful with what you post and be careful with oversharing. If you want to have... I have a friend on Instagram. Once a week, he does overposting Wednesday. And he just posts away all day, every day. Everyone knows he'll only do it Wednesday. He'll never do it any other day. Someone else I know, every time you open his Insta story, the pieces at the top are so tiny you can't see them anymore. That guy gets muted. Especially when it's 16 videos of him at the gym. No one wants to see that. It makes us feel bad. <laughs> so I would say better overpost than underpost. Okay, that that I could say, but obviously you want to be interesting. So here's the key here with with social media and everything in life, you want to give as much of value with a little mix of your own business. So the great thing about stories is versus posts. 
I what I do in my Insta, uh, Instagram for my art gallery is my posts are all strictly art related. My Insta stories are 95% not. They're just my day in life, meeting this guy, seeing this, taking a picture of this. Um, I just, you know, guess this location. I've seen him take some iconic pictures as you walk down the street and just document, make it entertaining. You're basically an entertainer. Just like in TV, you have, I don't know, out of every hour, you have 30% ads and 70% content. You really have to have that in mind. And with social media, it has to be 98% content and 2% ads. Because I see some people who just post their flyers at the supermarket every week on Instagram, and you could they have about two and a half followers, you know, and they're down to one follower, and they're up to three followers, you know. So be 99% entertaining or and or creating value, helping people, and uh, you'll do well, you know. Now, I would say the hardest part for people is making that leap into doing it. It's a very vulnerable thing. People see it. You're afraid what are people going to say. And I Isn't that know the great thing about stories that after 24 hours, it's gone? Correct. <laughs> so, like, you, you, definitely, Insta stories are gone after 24 hours, so you don't have to be that afraid. But it's going to be the hardest part by far is going to be you actually starting it and putting yourself out there. And the funny and that's thing another is, business le- and that's another business lesson from Instagram. Look at if if you think, oh, why should I do this? Someone else is doing it already. Instagram took a good look at Snapchat and said, that's a great idea. Why don't we copy exactly what they're doing? And right. uh, stole Snapchat's entire idea. I don't really actually recommend that, but that that's definitely something that happened. But I would say ninety-eight percent content and value, and two percent will let you squeeze in. You're boring ads. But at that point, you gain the trust and the value from your viewers that um, they're willing to hear your ads too. They don't care anymore because they're so entertained by you. Mm-hmm. So that's the key. Throw in a lot of value. And when you're putting all that content, people will see you as an expert, as a professional, and they will follow you or, in this case, come to your pizza store. Also, when you create that whole story, when they eat their pizza, they're thinking about the way they connect you and they saw you in the Insta story talking about your new vegetable, mushroom, pickled tomato slice. And okay, the now it's almost midnight and I'm hungry. What are you doing? <laughs> so when they eat, they dig into that slice, it's not just the slice of pizza anymore. You know, that could be the guy next door, but they're thinking of the person behind the slice and their, their emotions are totally taking over the slice and therefore they're going to come to you and not to the next set. And I was telling this ice cream store uh, in my neighborhood the other couple of weeks ago, I said, you know, actually my friend who has a bagel store in Cincinnati told me this, anyone who's selling food is my competition. So if someone's hungry and they have five trillion options these days with Seamless and all these Grubhub, all these apps, it's not like who's the closest to me. It's just a click of a button and the food is at your door. So you really have to compete for people's attention because food, like everything else, is so emotional. So if I'm on my Instagram on my phone, where most people spend most of their life on their phone, yep, you want to be in front center of that person, of your potential consumer is now hungry and they want to get something delivered or they want to go out with some friends. So with you, little little Insta story, that could change and put in his mind your little pizza shop over the other little pizza shop or big, huge pizza shop. So really what the cool thing about social media, it really evens the playing field 
for so many different businesses because all social media is free. And just by the way, we've been speaking the past 15 minutes about starting a business. Uh, besides the lunch that you're going to take them out, which is 50 bucks so far, I did not see anything that cost a penny. Is that true, Yazi? Confirm that. Um, that is confirmed so far. Yes. So, so far you're out 50 bucks. And if you want, <laughs> you can take it out for coffee and you'll be out about 10 bucks. But I would tell you... And then you'll be properly caffeinated. <laughs> but I would tell you, go for the lunch. Splurge on the lunch because it's really going to... It's a great ROI, probably better than the Chamber of Commerce membership. Oh, I wouldn't um, recommend the Chamber of Commerce membership. If you're listening to me at the Chamber of Commerce, I'm sorry. But <laughs> seriously, guys, you gotta, you got to do something. You, you, you have to at least bring in... How about this? How about hire some people that will pretend to care about your service, and they'll call you and follow... And then, of course, you know, a week later, they'll, a week later, they'll, they'll stop calling you. But create some goodwill. Like these bots. Give, these, give uh, people hope before you go and crush them completely. <laughs> anyway, and on that happy note, I think we should stop here. Because okay. we need to leave some stuff for next week. Seriously. I mean, one of the things that you, that you need to do with a podcast is you need to keep people coming back. And while that's not part of my course, that's definitely something that I think is a very good idea. Because <laughs> so if can, you... Yeah, can, yeah. If I can just plug us, Can we do a little summary? A little summary. Sure. First summary about, like, is... Okay, summary number one. Listen to Gary V. I don't, yeah. but you should. <laughs> um, summary number two. Uh, don't take any business advice from me. And don't take any technical advice from Moishi. <laughs> um, so the two number three, was... eat pizza at midnight. <laughs> so the two points I want to just quickly say on this more serious note. Number one, call your whole contact list and take five people out for lunch and tell them about your new business idea. Second thing is attack social media, tag away, and make yourself you're entertaining enough that people want to keep on watching you. Yeah, all right. Anything else? Um, no, I think I gave all of mine already. I'm going to go eat some pizza. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for listening. And love your feedback. If any topics you want us to talk about, just... Uh, message us. I don't know how because we don't have any formal way of counting us. Um, you can find me on Instagram at MediaBloke. And yes, you know, while it doesn't always sound like it, I am very much British. So if you look for anything MediaBloke on the internet, um, you should find me, MediaBloke on Instagram or Yossi Itzinger on LinkedIn. I um, had the uh, I had the experience of deleting my Facebook account before Elon Musk, I might add. So you won't find me there anymore. But uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. And uh, how about you, Moishi? Uh, you can check, connect with me on my art gallery. It's Levim Judaica Art Gallery, L-E-V-I-I-M. And message us, either of us, of questions you want to hear in the future show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. That's what a show with zero prep sounds like. If you liked what you heard, download the episode a lot. It's very difficult to find decent analytics for podcasts. So if you want to hear more, just log into all your devices and download this episode as many times as you can. And that'll make us feel very good about ourselves and um, encourage us to continue to bring out more content. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon.